Welcome to the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. This is podcast number four. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, Nathan, today we're going to talk about a topic that I'm actually a little excited about. Uh, I've learned a lot over the years about how we work with our board and and that, that special relationship between an executive director and their board. So just from my own perspective, the board that I uh, report to is scattered around the U.S. We're in a number of different cities, and we have a monthly video call, and we meet in person once a year for a weekend board meeting. So following our recent board meeting, our annual gathering, uh, one of our board members talked about what an awesome weekend it was. In fact, he said, this was the highlight of my year. I so much enjoyed it. And I got to tell you, Nathan, I was uh, kind of floored. We did have a great time, but I often don't hear that enthusiasm from board members. What do you think about that? So that's great. What a, what a great response from a board member. And, and that just goes back to, you know, the, the right person with the right passions and the right skill sets connected with the right organization doing the right things. And I mean, that that's like when it all comes together. Uh, that's how it should be. And, you know, board members are one of the most important relationships that an executive director is ever going to have when leading a nonprofit. Good relationships with your board members often lead to productive and effective meetings, sharing a sense of partnership in the endeavor, even keeping you out of hot water once in a while, Mm -hmm. and helping you be a more effective leader of the organization. And Tim, I know you've got some really good insights on uh, board relationships for everybody today. So why don't we just jump right in it and and share us what you got for us today? Well, I think one of the very first things, and we were talking about this off air before we started, is is to work to make sure you have the right people on your board. People who are truly passionate about and committed to the mission of your organization. Having the right people on your board is really important. And I know one of the things that we do in our organization is we, is we look, before we invite someone to be on our board, we actually look, are they involved in some way? Are they on our mailing list? Do they support you know something that we're doing? Do we have a good relationship? We don't want to just kind of snag somebody and put them in there without them really understanding um, who we are and what we're trying to do, um, so that we don't get off, so we don't get off off kilter. And I think a lot of times boards and executive directors they they get blindsided. They have a, a board member that uh, unfortunately passes away, or they decide to step off, or something happens, and they they need to fill the board spot for whatever reason. And I think your your comment on having somebody who's already connected to the organization, I think, is 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 really key, and having a passion for what you're doing. So for best practices for board membership is you, that the whoever's responsible for recruiting new board members, you should be really looking out one, two, three, four years out in advance. And if, if you've got somebody in the community that you really want on your board, well, let's start taking baby steps. You know, maybe they could be on a committee or maybe they could come invite personally invite them to an event. Start 
start to develop that just like you would with a major donor, start to cultivate that person. So over the next one, two, three, four years, they could be ready to take on a board seat when you need them down the road. So we need to kind of keep our, our antennas up a little bit, you know? So like yeah, when yeah. you're doing 75% of your job at donors and then 75% <laughs> is finding new board members and oh yeah, we're doing programs. That's right. But, but isn't it, it great it, being a small organization executive director? That's right. But we just, but it's important, not just filling a seat, but working to get the right people on that, on that board. The second thing I just want to say is, and we've talked a little bit about this in some of our other podcasts, but you know, it comes back to relationships. We really need to care about our board members as people. We're in this together. We're doing this together. It's more than just a meeting a week or a meeting a month or twice a year, whatever your rhythm is. They they are people who have families and jobs and hobbies and passions and things that they really care about. And we need to, to work together. We need to be able to take time to get to know them. You know, you talked at one of our other podcasts, Nathan, you talked about how you kind of keep a lot of information on your phone about donors, but also about board members and people that helps you kind of, kind of connect with them as well. Yeah. Spouse's name, kids' names, uh, some of their, you know, do they play golf? Or, uh, what's their, what's their baseball team? Uh, yeah, just not a huge amount, but just a little bit so that I've I've got I can remember those connection points uh whenever I whenever I talk to them. So our organization is is based in Minneapolis and I live in Peoria, Central Illinois. There was a time where I was in the it was up in Minneapolis and one of our board members who lives there, uh, we just we made a quick call, the president and I, and just said, hey. Let's just let's just walk up and buy tickets for the mini, uh, Minnesota Twins game tonight. Uh, it was about an hour and a half before the game, you know, but it was just and, and he was so excited and uh, he goes, "Yeah, I can do that." And so he showed up. We just walked up, bought tickets, went in the game, had you know, did all the baseball food and all this kind of stuff. And I got to say, Target Field is a great place to watch a game. Uh, was there anybody there? Was there anybody in the stands there? There or? actually, there actually was. It was oh, it was okay. uh, right. it was good atmosphere. But <laughs> I will just I will tell you just um, we look back on that on that time we talk about it and as we ate baseball food as we watched the game as we kind of uh, gave fans who were next to us who were not for the twins uh, gave them a little bit of a hard time. We had to go back and forth. But but in that space we also talked about some of the things that were going on with our organization, it was much more natural, not forced. It's talking about what we were thinking about and what we, what we cared about. And just being able to have that experience outside of the board strengthened the, the relationships inside the board meetings. And so if you can, you know, whether that's grabbing coffee, whether it's playing golf, whether it's, you know, doing a sporting event or whatever, it just helps build strength to have a board that able to make good decisions and move forward. And you always, and just like you said, you always end up talking about the organization during those, those things. But what you'll find is the talk really goes back to where the individual's heart is and about their passion. And you can learn a lot about the heart of your board member by just spending time with them outside of the corporate, you know, with air quotes around it uh, setting. Right. It, it's it's pretty amazing stuff. You, you're getting the right people on the board. You're seeing them as people. You're spending time with them, connecting with them. I think one of the one of the other challenges as a as an executive director 
is to really respect their time and commitment to the board. The fact that they are giving up their time to show up at a meeting, that they're looking through the material ahead of meetings, that they maybe are showing up at events or uh, being part of your program or some in some way, it's important for us as, as executive directors, as leaders, to respect the time and commitment that they're making to the board. So how do we do that? Well, I think one of the one of the things, and I think we've mentioned this before, but one of the things is that you are prepared for the meetings. There's nothing worse than kind of showing up at a meeting and you're kind of scrambling and you're pulling stuff out of your backpack, your case, and you're doing it's like, oh, I think we're gonna talk about this tonight or what you know, I, I know, Nathan, that you've never done that, but um <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> but you know, get this picture in mind, you know, that here I've given myself to time, you know, I've given myself to this evening or a phone call. And then I've got someone who's leading this meeting who I'm not sure we know where we're, where we're going. So preparation is really important. That's part of your job. It's part of your leadership is to be prepared, know what you're going to talk about, making sure that people get material ahead of time. So they, they actually can be informed when we have these conversations. And, and then that helps. Uh, to make really good, well-informed decisions when you've taken the time to to put that in front of them, and it just it, it speaks volumes that you do respect the efforts that they're they're making. Yeah, I, I had a, a, a little reminder of that recently. I was getting ready, prepared for a board meeting. This was uh, oh six months ago, and I was in a committee meeting. And the one of the committee members asked me a question, um, but to be honest, kind of irritated me. Um, and I knew the I knew the answer to the question in my head, but I couldn't articulate the answer. And the looking back on it, and even as we as we had the board meeting, so I, I did the work. It took me probably five hours of my time to get the answer in a way that the committee member was satisfied with the answer. And as we rolled into the board meeting that, and the reason that the committee member had asked that is because they had thought about it. And so they wanted an answer in case it came up in in the end of the general board meeting. Uh, The question did not come up in the board meeting because it was uh, a pretty obscure uh, point that, that he was talking about, Mm -hmm. but here's the, here's the moral of the story. I knew that I was prepared to answer that question if it did come up. And going into the meeting, I did have a little bit more uh, confidence, a little bit more um, uh, at, I was a little more at ease uh, because, you know, we had talked about it in the committee meeting. I had prepared for it. I knew how to articulate the answer. And that's, that's just one little tiny thing. But the more prepared you are going into these meetings with your board members, the more confident you'll be, the more fun it'll be, the more you'll smile, the the less pressure and angst you'll feel yourself. Uh, it's amazing when you're actually prepared for something. It just, you know, it, it, it it's just a more pleasant experience. Your relationship with the board chairperson is really important and uh, taking time to appreciate and and respect the fact that they're giving more time because they're probably going to chair the meeting. They're going to need to be ahead of the agenda and some of those kind of things. How important it is to work with with them in preparation for you know gatherings, meetings. Yeah, so so far right now, my uh, board chair is local, 
well, local, it's an hour drive, but that's local-ish enough. And so once a month, I am I, I go have lunch. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's all about the organization. Sometimes it's not. It's just, it's once a month for sure, we're sitting down together uh, for an extended period of time uh, visiting and and just, just making sure we're both on the same page. Because that, that, that board chair will uh, will protect you will help you, will support you, will love you. Well, that, that actually we should do an entire <laughs> podcast just on that relationship there. It's that important. And we do the same with our board chairperson. Uh, she's out on the West coast. So it's not easy for us to get together. Um, but we do have a, a zoom call where we work through everything. What are the questions? What are the motions? What are the decisions? Where are we at? Um, and so again, we we do that ahead of time. It's not showing up and going, oh, okay, yeah, we need to do this. Let's talk. Um, move into okay. We've got our board. We've we feel like we've got the right people around us. Um, I think one of the things we need to do is we need to respect their experience and their skills and their gifts, um, and really try to lean in into those. So it's important to seek their input to. Uh, you know, ask them, what do they think? What What's your experience telling you here? Uh, or maybe if it's a finance decision, looking for people that have that finance expert, expertise. I, I know you lean into that as well, Nathan, with your your board people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's really interesting where in the past I've had some board members because we do a, we do a pretty good job of of identifying what skill sets we're looking for, and in the in the cultivation period, and as we're talking to prospective board members and what the goals and and expectations are, we talk about these things. And so we talk to the uh, you know if we're bringing on a a board member because of their accounting background and we're looking for that specific skill set, then we're we're sharing with them, hey. This is, the, you know, we'd like for you to be on the finance committee. We'd like for you to, to have active input in the budget creation. And so that they know ahead of time, those skills are going to be used. But it's also interesting where sometimes you just, you have to be open to somebody who has a passion or a desire to do something totally outside of their, what they do during their workday. And we had a, a board member once who came on, this was a couple of years ago, and board member came on and had never, did not have one iota. I'm not sure how much an iota is, but it's not very much, okay? <laughs> not one iota of fundraising expertise, had never done it, had never asked for a gift, had never called it, had never done any of that before. And I asked the donor to go on a visit with me and they had a fabulous time. They loved it. And they went again and they went again and they went again. And then about the fourth time they said, you know, I could, I could do this. Do you mind if I do this with, without you, you know, I've got some people I can go see. And I said, no, no, absolutely. And so we just kind of laid out the agenda, what the agenda would be and, and filled in the pieces. And this board member turned out to be one of the most prolific fundraisers from a board member perspective I've ever seen. And they ended up raising tens of thousands of dollars for us. And the board member didn't even know they had a passion for doing this. It was once they experienced it, they just, you know, they were reading books and they were. So anyway, so I guess what I'm saying is don't uh, assume that the board member will want to connect with the organization in the same way that they do their day job. 
here's another thing too, is as an executive director leading this organization, you need to keep your board informed. The worst thing you can do is blindside your board and show up at a meeting and go, yeah, we are, you know, $100,000 in the hole and nowhere do we see any money. Well, you know, if that's the first time they're hearing that, you're in, you're in really bad, bad place. You need to not blindside your board with those kinds of, of issues. You need to keep communicating to them. I, I worked for a uh, president of an organization, and he um, did this thing called Monday Memo. And every Monday morning, he would sit down and he would just write out a short little memo about what he was thinking about and um, where, you know, some highlights of what was going on in the organization or um, our next, the next direction we were going to take. I mean, it was, it was fairly short, but every Monday morning, he would send that out to his board and some key staff. And so, we were we were tracking with that. We could communicate back, but we knew what we kind of knew what was going on, and that was so important in keeping the board together. And so, you know, maybe that's not your thing, but um, finding ways to to bring the board into what you're thinking and what's going on in the organization, so that it kind of draws them in. They're not showing up to meetings totally clueless at what's going on. Last thing is to, uh, you know, it's really good not only to do fun things with your board together, um, and this can be fun too, but I think learning to serve together with your board. You know, going going on a trip to visit a, a center, um, a program, like, like do this together with one of your board members. Get them experiencing uh, what, what your organization is really doing. That helps inform them you know, the decisions are going to make and how important it is. And I've just, I've seen that, you know, we, our organization works in uh, several refugee camps. And so we've actually taken some of our board members to those camps to let them experience and, and connect. And that strengthens the relationship you have. It strengthens their commitment to the board, gives them a better understanding of, of who the organization is and how important their decisions are moving forward. Yeah. And I, I, even things like a conference, you know, if you're going to a fundraising conference or if you're going to a, any, any type of training or th- just inviting board members that you think would be, you know, interested in that or open in that. And even, even if they say no, it is, it, 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 it you're adding into that bank account with the, uh, that emotional bank account with your board member, they, they will be they will be happy that you asked. I mean, everybody loves to be invited to something. And so just, just whenever you're doing something that is, that is going somewhere, doing something, training, conferences, whatever, just always, you know, hey, is there a board member who would benefit from going along with me? So what we're saying is your relationship with board, the board is critical. And it's important to invest, you know, time and energy to develop solid relationships with your board members uh, because it will pay tremendous dividends over the years as, as you do that. And, and, you know, maybe this is different than the culture you find yourself in, but if you start to move into these areas and you start to, to do them, I think you'll see that the culture of the board begin to shift and move to really good things. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. 
helping you navigate the murky, tumultuous waters of nonprofit leadership. Each week, we bring you a mixture of encouragement, information, stories, and practical tools to make your journey just a little easier, more fun, and helping you make a greater impact in the world. Would you like a deeper dive into today's topic? Then come on over to the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership website where you will find resources and tools that you can use. Plus, you can connect with Tim and me. We'd love to hear from you. So to all you executive directors and those aspiring to be one, see you next week.